Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free this is the lombardi line with michael lombardi and patrick maher on vsin Well, the weather outside is frightful, Michael Lombardi. When they say, <laughs> oh, when they say, and again, I've never been 100% accurate on these weather forecasts, but when they say a bomb cyclone is headed your way. Now, here's the thing. I am nervous about you and Millie and Berman and the crew because they're saying that by tomorrow night, the South Shore of Long Island, the Jersey Shore, and the Connecticut coast could get blasted. As First off, we say hi, Michael Lombardi, Patrick Good Carr. Morning. This is the Lombardi line. Hi, thank you, Michael. Uh, but is t- fill us in. Like, what's happening there? Well, I mean, it's it's. I don't know if we're gonna get we're gonna get cold. I don't think we're getting snow, but there is cold. And if you've ever watched Goodfellow, there's Frankie Carbone cold. Remember, he was in the meat yes. freezer hanging up there. That's what we're getting. <laughs> we're getting Frankie Carbone cold. I mean, so it's gonna be a cold one. I mean, highs of twelve, thirteen, Pittsburgh on Christmas Eve, the high. But more than anything, Patrick. We're getting wind and wind gust. I don't know if we're going to get it down here. You know, New England's going to have 22-mile-an-hour winds. I mean, Cleveland could have 65-mile-an-hour gust, 35-mile-an-hour gust in Chicago. I, I mean, we're getting cold and wind. And I think, and I just said this on the podcast, I think what we're headed for week 16 of the NFL season is going to make a lot of people happy. No, no, phone, no, no punts. And everybody's going to go for it on fourth down because why would you even try a field goal with 65-mile-an-hour gusts, wind coming from all over direction? No, you can't do it. And Kevin Roth, who's been on the show, Roto Grinders, he's saying tonight could be raining the whole entire game, the Jags at the Jets. You're going to have temps in the 40s, but 15 to 20-mile-an-hour consistent with wind gusts up to 30 and 35-mile-an-hour. So you've seen that total drop, Michael, all the way down to 36-and-a-half. You know what's crazy about this game? 
So BetMGM is reporting that all of the money is on the Jags. The handle. The handle, 70% on the Jags. The money, 66% on the Jags. Yet we're seeing the number now. The Jets, two and a half. They're all the way up to two and yeah. a half. Well, I mean, look, the, you know, when you break the game down, the Jets, you know, what what wins these time of games? The best defense, typically, right? Everybody gets focused on the best offense, but what wins these games typically is the best defense. Now, the Jets have lost two games this season on punt returns. Think about that, right? They lose to Detroit on the punt return. They lose to New England on a punt return. So they got to play better in the kicking game. And if they play the way they did against Detroit, they held Detroit, the number one red zone team in all of football, to no third, no red zone touchdowns. If they do that, they have a hell of a chance, right? To, to win this, as long as Zach Wilson doesn't come in and try to be a hero, try to do something stupid. And I think they'll try to keep him from doing that. Now, the Jets have to run the ball. They can't play like they did last week against Detroit. Detroit eliminated the running game, and it made it very hard for the Jet offense. You know, the Jets, they've lost three straight, Michael. They've lost four or five. But if they win out, so if they beat the Jags tonight, then they finish on the road. They're at Seattle, and they're at Miami. They're most likely in the postseason. Right now, their percentage is right around 15.5% to make the postseason. If they lose tonight, this is what you call, you know, this is kitchen sink. And where do you call this? Where Hail Mary? This is if no, they, I call if they the lose Custer tonight. Last stand the Custer game. last stand, this, pardon me. If yeah, they lose tonight, yeah. the Jets are done, essentially. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, they could be done anyway because the, they got to go on the road for two games. And they're, you know, can they go into Seattle and play Seattle and beat Seattle? You know, I mean, I think that'd be a hard game, right? Can I mean, if, if, because Zach Wilson, there's he's so unpredictable, right? They don't know what what they're going to get. But I do know that they they're playing good defense. You know, last week Detroit did move the ball on them. Detroit, you know, threw for two fifty two. It's the first time somebody's thrown for over two hundred fifty yards going back to when they played Cincinnati in week three. So you know, most of the time. Everyone's thrown for under 200 yards against them. And I think that's been the key. Now, can Jacksonville do that tonight? Can Jacksonville protect Cam Robinson not there at left tackle? That's a concern, mm. right? You got Josh Wells over there. Is he going to be able to handle it? Quinton Williams plays tonight. Brendan Scherf, he, is he back? I don't know. Is he healthy? Probably not, but he's probably going to try to play. You know, that makes the Jets' defense a lot better. So – on the other side, the Jags, they're now minus 145 in division, and I'm sure you talked about it again, the GM shuffle every Monday and Thursday with Michael and Femi. I'm sure you discussed it's going to be Malik Willis because yeah. Tannehill shut down for the year. So now it's flipped. The Jags are minus 145 in division. Tennessee's plus 115. So the Jags essentially control because, remember, they're just 6-8, and eight, but they've got a clear path in division. Yeah, right. But if they lose tonight, that number's going to jump, right? Oh yeah. They go Big time. they go Jets. So they they go Jets tonight, right? Houston, Tennessee. Okay? And so, you know, that's that that's a little that that gives them a chance. Okay, so if they lose tonight, they they have a chance to get to 8 wins, right? So they're 8 and 9. Now, now tonight the the the, the Jacksonville plays Houston. If they went then they have Dallas. So all they have to do is win one, and then they ha then that playoff game, the last game of the year, will be a playoff game. Who That's winner correct. gets in, right? So, if they, but right. they got to beat Houston. Can they beat Houston? They ran for three hundred and fifteen yards against Houston when when Malik Willis started the last game. He only threw it ten times. 
<laughs> Remember, I mean, they went to Kansas City and almost beat Kansas City with Malik Willis not throwing the football. I know, and so I don't rule him out. You know, but here's what I will say. I was talking to a, a coach, a former coach in the league, and he gave me one of those, do you know, and I, then I, was, I, I started to write stuff down, do you know that when – then he was talking about he was talking about the fact that Gardner Minshew is going to start. Do you know when Gardner Minshew starts, that'll be the fifty seventh different starting quarterback in the National Football League this year? Fifty seven, wow. and now we're going to get now Willis has already started a game, so he's already in that fifty seven number. But we're going to get Trace McSorley, that makes it fifty eight. We're going to get Nick Foles, that makes it fifty nine. We're going to get to 60. I mean, we're going to – it's almost like everybody's had to play their backups. Why? Because protection's bad. Offensive line play's bad. You know, we're not, we're not protecting the quarterback the right way. Yeah, quarterbacks are running more, but there's only five or six teams that run the six-back offense. Not all of them run it. It's about protection that, and, and making yep. sure of it. So it's fascinating. You know, we're talking about protecting quarterbacks. No, we don't want them to get hit too late. Personal fouls. We're doing all this stuff. When – we're going to have almost. We're going to double the amount of backups that ever played. Yeah, we're going to come back and talk about those backups. You mentioned Gardner, Malik Willis, Tyler Huntley, Trace McSorley. I mean, Nick Foles. That was a bit of a surprise yesterday. You know when your friend hits you with the "Did you know?" and then they have that dramatic pause for effect, and then they fill in the blank that you're coming with some information. <laughs> take out your pad, take out your paper, uh, and your pen. So yeah, it's been uh, just backup galore. I mean, it's really it's what's fascinating about Tennessee is as you mentioned. That's going to be a playoff game down in Jacksonville in week 18. Because remember, Jacksonville went to Tennessee and beat Tennessee a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Week 18 is going to be essentially be a play, a, a win in your end for those two teams. I would think so. I mean, assuming they can beat Houston, right? If they if they beat the Jets right. tonight, right? I, I think this is a, so. If say J, the Jets win tonight, you're Vrabel, right? You have a chance to get to eight wins now, right? They can't get to eight, right? Then you got to go play Dallas. Right, they can only get to eight. So if you win tonight, now they got the tiebreaker though, right? Remember, so they That's beat correct. them once, and so that makes that. So no matter what happens tonight with the Jets, they're still in it. I mean, excuse me, the 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 Jaguars are still in it with the Titans, no matter what happens, even if they beat Houston. So the Titans host the Texans coming up Saturday, and we'll be here Lombardi Line on Christmas Eve, and then they host the Cowboys and they go to the Jags. So it's going to be a fascinating as that division comes to a close. It'll be fascinating. I think week 18, we're going to see essentially a win in your end there with the Titans and Jags. Yeah, as but Michael do we mentioned. want to really see? I mean, I love, we love Tennessee. We have great respect for Vrabel here on the show. Do we want to really watch Tennessee in a playoff game, host a playoff game? I, I don't know. With Malik Willis, a quarterback, do you? I don't think no, I do. No. Especially with, I mean, you've got a budding superstar in Lawrence, and I was digging through some of the numbers, and when you break the game down, you can go through it, but he's really cleaned it up in the red zone. He doesn't have the best weapons in football, although he's got good weapons. He's been playing awesome over the last six games. This I think the Calvin Ridley trade was a huge trade for them. He gives them a legitimate number one receiver, assuming Calvin Ridley can come back and returns to the mental health which caused him to be on the list for the first time. I'm, the gambling thing is another issue, but to me the mental health thing is the most important thing with Calvin Ridley. If he comes back from that, that's going to be huge. It really is. Yeah, I think you're right. It, it, but the the theme, and we'll discuss it a lot, I mean, think about this. In Chicago, the wind chill is going to be minus 10 uh, mm. coming up this weekend with 35-mile-an-hour gusts. I know. 
Like, why would you even try a field goal in that weather? Why would you even, like, punting into the wind in that weather? Where are we going? We're going nowhere. Like, it's like punting into a deep bush. You know, it's like we can't, we can't get it out. It's never coming out, right? <laughs> so say you have the ball at the 30, and the wind's in your face at 35 mile an hour with gust, right? Remember the Sean Landetta game in Chicago where, he did, where, the, where the wind took the ball off his foot? He couldn't even punt it. Yeah. I think I do fourth remember. down is going to be in play in a lot of these games. you got to take it into your handicapping. And then do you punt? Do you Fourth and one, do you punt when you p- potentially could only pick up 10 yards of field position? I mean, so remember like when we were t- kids? Remember when we were kids when, when we played football on the grass? We didn't punt it, right? So every, we just threw it in the air as the punt? I mean, that would be that would be better for the teams this day. You know, like, can we just throw it in the air? Can we go back to can we go back to like Sandlot rules? Can we just throw it up there? Because the well, punters are at a disadvantage too. I mean, they're saying potentially heavy rain tonight. Again, thirty to thirty-five mile an hour gusts. So you have to think the passing game and kicking game; those two are going to be directly impacted. These are going to be no running doubt. the football tonight. And the way Zach Wilson holds the ball, the way he has the ball, he's loose with the ball all the time. I mean, you got to be careful. You got to be really detailed in, in how you protect this football with the rain coming down. You know, I don't, I don't trust them. I really don't. I don't trust them. I, I, I don't the, think the, I don't think the Jets trust them either. But I don't think they have a choice. I mean, I, I guess he was better against the Lions, but that's not exactly a, a vaunted pass yeah, defense. Well, that where kid, he went eighteen that, of thirty-five. That, that, you know, he, he threw a helicopter ball that got that that his team intercepted instead of the Lions. Remember that throw? <laughs> that should have been picked. He threw one gimme. He threw that YOLO ball to the Lions as well. Wilson in this weather scares you, is what you're telling us. Oh, and, and I no, think, it, I'm and I think that's Wilson, justified. Yes. Okay, when we come back, backups all over the league with the bomb cyclone coming. We'll get to that next. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd, cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. 
Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, the Bulls roll along. We've got the best college bull season coverage in the business. VEASAN has you covered. We've got pick spreads, totals for every single bull game. Head to VEASAN.com and check out our bull betting coverage. While you're there, remember, now's a great time to become a VEASAN pro for the holidays. It's just 79 bucks. You get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. I wrote down from the daily newsletter in my notes today, Mackinnon has 14 betting systems on betting the final three weeks of the NFL season. That's what you can get if you're a VEASAN pro, so go check it out as we welcome you back. Michael Lombardi, I'm Patrick Maher. This is the Lombardi Line. Happy holidays as we got you back. We talked about the backup quarterbacks, Michael Lombardi. Uh, again, I the white thing and the Wilson thing, I, before we move on to the backups, and Sirianni has announced that Minshew is going to be the quarterback. Like, this inclement weather tonight with Wilson, we were going to break discussing it. That just does not add up. That's a, that's a recipe for disaster because he gets fidgety. You know, he starts right. to get fidgety, and when he gets fidgety, bad things happen. Yeah, I mean, he gets uncomfortable. He's not, you know, he's not perfectly aligned in terms of what he does, you know. So, you know, I, I think that's, that's a concern. He carries the ball loosely in the pocket. Now, he only mm-hmm. has two fumbles. He only lost one of them. But you got to be worried about that to me. I really, I'm more. It's not a how many fumbles you have. It's how do you carry the ball. It's like Hopkins against the the Patriots. You know, he carries the ball out here. You know, it may not lose it, but eventually he does lose it. So, uh, I, I think ultimately that's what worries you. They got it. You know, the Jets. I was a little surprised last week. They threw it as much as they did, but they had to. They couldn't get their running game going. And and right. and, and and Knight isn't healthy. He's on the injury list. He might. Be, they might have to activate Robinson, who's really not played well for them. Robinson's had just slightly under thirty carries for less than ninety yards. You know, so he hasn't really been able to to to, to kind of deliver to replace Brees Hall, who they lost, who was really running the ball effectively. To me, that's the issue with the Jets' offense. They got to be able to run the ball, take the pressure off of Zach Wilson. And see if he can, you know, just make some easy throws, throw screens, you know, flats, a lot of bootlegs, all those kind of things. I will say I've, I've circled a prop for tonight. Evan Ingram, 40 and a half re- receiving yards. 
kind of that bailout option for Lawrence where those DJ Reed and Sauce Gardeners are so they're they're so good at taking away those outside guys. Maybe Ingram finds a little soft spot in the middle. We'll get to that coming up in just a bit. Remember right now the Jets two and a half, a total of thirty six and a half to kick off week sixteen. Uh, before the show, I'm sure you talked about it on GM Shuffle. Kind of official now, Sirianni has announced Gardner Minshew will start against the Cowboys. Remember, this is a pretty big game for the Eagles in the sense that they can wrap up the NFC East, they can wrap up the one seed and the NFC, but it looks like Hertz, who gave it his all, is going to sit, and that number has moved to Dallas Lane 6 here. Well, that's where it was on Monday when the news was coming out, right before the news came out that Hertz was hurt. Uh, that went to six, and then it trickled back down to five. Yep. Now it comes back up. I thought that was an overreaction to go to six because, look, Minshew has started, I think, 22 games in his career. He's got 41 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. I mean, he can throw the ball. And as a short reliever, you know, he's not the biggest kid, but he can throw the ball, and he's the weather will be cold in Dallas, but, they're you know, they're basically indoors, so it's not going to be an issue. And I think he, the offense is able to change. I wrote about this for VEASAN. Their offensive line is so talented, and they can run block and pass protect that they can transition from the six-back offense to more of a rhythm RPO offense. And I think that'll suit what Minshew does well. Give the Eagles coaches credit. When they started with Hurts two years ago, way back in, you know, when you go back to Philadelphia when they started with their with Hurts as the starting quarterback the beginning of the season last year, they were not a six-pack team. They they were they were trying to become more of an RPO team. You know, they didn't really run the ball very effectively. And then after after they got beat by by the Raiders at home, they then became a six-pack team. They went to Detroit. They ran for two thirty-six. You know, they lost to the Chargers, but they ran more than they threw it in that game. They beat. De- then they started on that two hundred-yard day. They Denver, New Orleans, the Giants. They just kept running the ball. And that's how they got really became a six-pack team. I think they'll transition back to be trying to throw the ball more effectively, because yeah, you, you know were, when they played Dallas down there in Dallas the last time they played them, they were they got killed forty-one to twenty-one. Mm-hmm. They couldn't really do anything. They could they couldn't run the. They were trying to run an offense that didn't fit Hurts. And you've always liked Minshew, kind of a perfect spot for him, where over a long season maybe he gets exposed, but in a short. Sp- uh, stint like this, it's not. Oh. I mean, it's a drop off from Hertz. Obviously, potentially the MVP, but Minshew's capable. He's more than capable. I mean, the guy started for Jacksonville. What was he six and six one year? Now, the, you know, the next year he comes back. Jacksonville's not any good, but he won six games for Jacksonville, which is a hell of an achievement, right? And then, mm-hmm. er, and then, then, then he goes one and six or one and seven. Then he comes back, and last year he won a game for Philly as a starter. Remember, he had a start last year, too. I think yep. he's more than adequate as a backup. I think he's one of the better backups in the league. Like, he's better than – I mean, if he's on Tennessee, what do you think Tennessee's numbers would be to win the win the South? They would be – they would be – he would improve their team. I mean, how the Eagles were able to get this guy for basically nothing, I didn't understand it. I mean, I know he's not great. I know he's not elite. But to me, I kept saying, what what's the difference between Gardner and Baker Mayfield? Like, tell me what the difference is. Like, one guy's the first pick overall in the draft. The other guy went in the sixth round. Tell me what the difference is. Well, Baker's arm's a little bit stronger. Okay, I'll give you that. This kid this kid makes all the throws you have to make. He can move around the pocket. Tell me what the difference is. My assumption is, let's put it this way, if the commanders had Minshew over Heineke, they'd either be just as good or maybe a game better. Somewhere in there. Probably Heineke would be, and Minshew, right? There'd be a lot a wash, of teams that- right? 
you, a lot of teams you could say that about. You know, I mean, you could say that about a lot of teams if they would have if they would have had him. I'm not saying he's elite, but he no. can throw the ball. He's got great rhythm. He's accurate, and if the skill around him now, Tennessee's skill is not great, so he's going to have to overcome. But Washington's is. I think he's a better player than Taylor Heineke. I really do. It's funny you say that. Just as you were talking, an overreaction. Dallas was six at Circa, and as you were talking, they went down to five and a half. So yeah, maybe I, I think that's an overreaction. I mean, yeah. I, I don't see it. I, I like actually. I think I said to Thomas Gable on Monday when we were watching the line go. You know, this is an, Philly's not going to just lay down. I mean, I think Philly as a team has a lot of confidence in Minshew. They're going to go out there and they feel like, hey, look, we got to stop Pollard, right? We got to stop Pollard from running the ball. We've got to force Dak. We've got to pressure the quarterback. We're going to, it's going to be a close game. We've got to handle the return game, right? There's a lot of elements when you're playing Dallas, but we've got to throw the ball against the secondary. We've got to throw the ball against the secondary, and I think they can. I'm not being sarcastic, but seriously, DraftKings just went to five and a half, so you might be onto something. You might be moving the number a little bit here because it was six. During your discussion, DraftKings just dipped to five and a half. So remember, six is a very key number in the NFL, and we've now dipped below it with Dallas laying five and a half, Minshew in. Maybe I should clean up my reporting a little bit. I said Tyler Huntley uh, in for Baltimore. We don't know, but we do know Lamar isn't practicing yet, right? Yeah, so I mean, again, I mean, Atlanta at Baltimore. Got, what he has the bad, Huntley has the bad Huntley's ankle. still banged up too, yes. I mean, and plus Huntley has the concussion. I mean, he's, you know, he's got, he cleared, no, it's a shoulder. He cleared concussion protocol, but he's got the bad shoulder. And then they lose Devernay, who was on the, went to the Pro Bowl as a returner. I mean, this offense is not good to begin with. They have no passing game. I mean, how is this line seven and a half with maybe Anthony Brown playing? Yeah, you mentioned Duvernay out. They signed Sammy Watkins. That'll fix it. Not so yeah, much. I mean, uh, but come on. Um, who's throwing him the ball? I mean, like, who's throwing him the ball? Don't have an answer yet. That number, like you said, dancing between six and a half. I got a book showing Baltimore Lane seven and a half. So Ritter, I, I, I thought Atlanta. it was seven and a half. It's come down. It's come down to this morning. Then, if you have it, at, if it's it, let me see here. There's some Circus six, at and, six a and a half out there. Yeah, yep. then it, it's come down a full point. It was at seven and a half this morning when I looked at it. When I was going through it, it's come down a full point, which tells me we might see Anthony Brown. And I think if you want to get ahead of the curve, that's going to go further down. That'll be that'll yes. be somewhere under four if it's Anthony Brown as the starter. I think you're 100% right. BetMGM officially just went to six and a half. You can see our official number there as well. Uh, other news. I mean, look, as far they as... haven't played well. Baltimore's offense, I mean, they can go in there and say, we're going to run the ball in Atlanta, and maybe they can. But I don't see it, you know. I mean, I don't really see it. Huntley was limited in practice yesterday with a shoulder. But this whole team, I mean, like Stanley doesn't practice. You know, Zeitler doesn't practice. Marcus Peters is out. He's out. Uh, you know, uh, Lamar's definitely going to be out. I, I don't I, – it's going to be hard. And then the what's the number one advantage Baltimore has whenever they play a game? It's running the football. Running the ball on their field goal kicker. That's exactly right. right. Yeah. And he missed Who two ironically kicks missed last one week. last week. You, missed when two, he misses one, one it's like huge news. Yes. Oh, it's, it's complete huge. huge news. And 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 based on the weather report of this week, I don't think I mean kicking might not be an option for it. You might not you can you can't That's kick in this weather. I mean, you lose a huge advantage. That's why I'm surprised that it, it's still this line is that dipping down. I mean, Look, I'm not in love with Atlanta's defense by no means. They played New Orleans tough, 
But this, I think this is how is how are they scoring? It's 14 degrees, 16 mile an hour winds in Baltimore. It's going to be very cold in Tennessee. How about Houston? The fighting Lovey Smiths getting some love in the market. They're only catching three at Tennessee. Tennessee fighting for their playoff lives. We'll continue with the backup quarterback discussion next here at Lombardi Line. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, we've got a holiday deal for you for VEASAN pros. Remember, you get access to everything 24-7 here at VEASAN. Betting guides for the bowl games, brackets through the big game. So it's $79 through March Madness. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You get Michael Lombardi's exclusive articles. You get all the pro tools, including the betting splits, which is important. We're just talking about these numbers jumping up and down. That You'll see that clearly uh, with the betting splits and the tools. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. That's VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It's a holiday special, just $79 right now. It's funny as we welcome you back. We've got Will Hill, we've got Mike Samich, and we've got, of course, Mike Palm with Palms Pressing 3 on a Thursday. What a wonderful day as we welcome you back. It's Michael, you've nailed it because immediately uh, we saw Dallas jump to six everywhere and literally everywhere. Remember, betters bet numbers. So they saw that six pop up and they gobbled up the number and all the books have now dropped back down to Dallas lane five and a half with Minshew in there for Philly. And I I think you'll eventually see this go to five. I I definitely think you'll see this go to five. I think it's just one of those where you've got to, uh, you know, you got to, when you handicap the game, yes, Hertz is so important, but I think you can't get lost into the fact that like, let's take the Chicago, for example. When Justin Fields isn't playing, they can't run the six-back offense. And so what happens is, because their line is so bad, they have to kind of modify their offense, and they can't really function very well. He allows them to have at least some success because of his skill as a runner, and he can get out of trouble. Philadelphia doesn't have that issue. Philadelphia loses their six-back offense. They go back to a to, to a play-action pass, under center, rhythm passing game, RPO. They got a lot of things they can run, and they practice them all. And they can still – and they can execute it. If they block the front, they're going to make some throws. Yes, sir. And that's indicative right now as we dip back to the five-and-a-half. The one that's fascinating, like Michael pointed out, we don't know who's going to be under center for Baltimore. It's not going to be Lamar Jackson – but we've got a book in Jersey showing Baltimore seven and a half with Ritter and Atlanta in town. And then you've got such variants because you've got Circa, you've got DraftKings. DraftKings is showing seven and a half with Baltimore. Circa showing six and a half. We've got six and a half at BetMGM. Just a huge, that's so important to shop these numbers right. here. It really is. I mean, it's all over the lot, right? So you don't know, you don't know how to, you know, you got to handicap the game. And then you've got to make sure that as you handicap, like Colt McCoy, you handicap that game with the expectation that if a guy can't stay healthy like Colt McCoy, you may see Trace McSorley. That's what scares you, right? So you almost mm-hmm. got, you can't say, well, I lost a bet because that backup quarterback went in. I mean, I get that if you're playing the Chiefs and you lose Patrick Mahomes. I got that. But not when you're dealing with some of these backups who may be injury prone, who may do that. I don't think that's Gardner Minshew at all. I don't think that's Gardner Minshew. But one thing we do know for sure is that Jalen Hurts isn't going to be the backup quarterback, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, you got to take a look at that, too. You've got to be able to handicap this game in all three dimensions because if you don't, you get stuck with it, and all of a sudden, oh, no, 
I didn't think that, you know, I didn't want that. Now, Minshew's not a guy who lacks durability. I'm not saying that. But, you know, if they if Philadelphia has to go to Ian Book, game's over. No, it's, it's definitely over, Ian Book. Uh, Houston, I, I teased this on the way out, Michael Lombardi. Houston getting a little respect here because Tennessee needs this. Obviously, Malik Willis in with Tannehill getting shut down. But you can find threes with Tennessee. You can catch a three and a half with Houston. But Houston's playing, you know, they're competitive down the stretch here for Lovey, and they're getting a little love in the market. Well, I mean, look, they, last week was I watched that tape. You talk about a game that had no business going into overtime. It made no sense at all. I mean, Mahomes was sensational in that game. He was sensational. And they ran the ball really effectively. But every time they needed to make a play with their defense, they couldn't. Every time they needed to make a play with their defense, they couldn't. They got a pass interference call, defensive holding call. They beat themselves last week, Kansas City. It wasn't as much as – and Houston hung around. They did what they had to do. But it really wasn't about Houston as much as it was about the fumbles on Kansas City. You know, P- Pachero fumbles the ball. He runs into his de- offensive lineman and he fumbles it. And then Smith-Schuster gets the ball knocked out in his own territory. And, and those led to points. And Houston was very advantageous, and then they got the calls that they needed to get at the right time, you know. And so when you get that, when you're getting past, even though you're not completing passes and you're getting pass interference calls that that help you get first downs, all of a sudden, you, you know, you're you're making some hay. And they kept the game close, and then of course they turned it over. I mean, in the game, the 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 Texans had 18 first downs total. They got five by penalty, <laughs> five. Fortuitous, I mean, to say the least. I mean, they were. Here's the thing: don't fall for Houston played good last week. They didn't. They gave up seven point three yards per play. I mean, they only gained four point two yards per play. You know, the Chiefs had ten penalties for one hundred and two yards. There's the game. They fumbled three times, lost two of them. There's the game. He, and the, that's Andy why... Reid ran the ball thirty three times in the game. I mean, you got to go. I mean, I would suspect you got to go a long way to find thirty three rushing attempts by Andy Reid. I was going to say, take some Benadryl after the game. He's usually allergic to running the football that much. And, you know, that's why it's important when you go back and watch these games. I was asking you during the break, you know, how did Ritter show out against New Orleans? And the reason I ask is, of course, he's in Baltimore. It's going to be freezing there. It's going to be windy there. And you said Ritter was very inconsistent in his first start. What you would expect, right? He made a, he made a horrible throw coming out to start the second half that got intercepted, but the kid didn't have his feet in bounds, which changed the call. But he was effective. I mean, look, he's leading him on a drive down the field, and Drake London gets the ball stripped out of his hands, and Roby picks it up, and that wins the game for the Saints. Now, you know, the Saints turned it over once again in the red zone. But, you know, I, I think Ritter will be able to handle the cold. He grew, he's, a, he's a Midwest kid. He, grew, he played in Cincinnati, 46, 49 starts. He's dealt with bad weather before. Now, wind is a whole other element. I mean, this is where strategically coaches have to take charge and, and look at, okay, how do we play in this game? I mean, I know this. If I were coaching or I was an organization, I would say, look, we better have a lot of fourth down calls that we like, and we better have a lot of – two-point plays we like because we're not prob- trying an f- extra point might not be the smartest thing ever. Yep. Going to be super windy there in Baltimore. Cold, cold, cold. Again, weather I mean, you can't over. You can't count on it. And then punting, you know, you got to have a punter that'll drive the ball, that'll kind of line drive it down the field. You know, and, and look, field position is so important. But when you're punting into the wind, where you might only pick up five yards. 
So that now is fourth down in play. The other backup in, how about this one? Indy on Monday is going to start Nick Foles hosting the Chargers. The Chargers are laying what's, four and a half. What's in that our matchup? boy Saturday have us up his sleeve? He's so, oh, you know, I'm sure. I, I mean, I'm surprised they went here. I really am. I'm surprised by it. I was it, surprised but, by it as well. What, what, what are you hearing about Foles being in there? I mean, look, I think that, I mean, in fairness to Saturday and the Colts, they can't keep going. Matt Ryan is done. It's over. Toast. I mean, you know, one thing you want from a veteran is to not make dumb decisions, and he making dumb decisions with the football. I mean, that that, that almost giving the ball away to Minnesota at the where he pushed it out of his hands. I mean, come on. What, that's not a play a veteran player makes. And they have to be able to expand the field. People know – I know they're playing in the domes, but they know they're not going to be able to throw the ball outside because his arm strength isn't what it is, you know. And and I thought watching the Buffalo game last year, he could throw it, but this year it has not been the case. How about the Christmas slate this year? Christmas Eve, of course, you've got a plethora of entertaining and intriguing games, 11 games, and we go to three on Sunday, Christmas. You've got Green Bay at Miami, okay, You've got Denver at the Rams. That'll be a My great goodness. game. That's going to be a good game. Green Bay, Miami. You know, that's a funny game because when I when I first looked at the sheet and said, oh, man, Miami's going to that, – that line's too soft. Then I went and did my numbers. That line was just like perfectly oh, really? placed. This, this is going to be a fun game. I, I, I think so. Yeah, I do. I think people have a perception of Miami. Now, you better – if you see Femi, please send condolences. He's very sad that Tua didn't make the Pro Bowl. He's kind of – I have to give him a handkerchief every time I see him. Tears coming streaming down his face. It's very, very heartening. But anyway – I, I did, yes. I did talk to Femi yeah. before the show, and he says he's getting a lot of Tua and Fields tweets from peeps. Yeah. So I mean, it's just aside. sad. I mean, I feel so bad for him that Tua didn't make it. You know, because he led the thing in voting. I mean, give Femi credit. He was stuffing that box now. Yes. I mean, you know – he was stuffing that box. But anyway, I, I just felt like that, that'll that be a good game. And then I, I think for betters, for us, the Denver-Ram game, like how is that line so light? Wilson's going to play. The Rams are really not any good. They lost two more starters last week. I mean, if if Denver can't play good defense against that bad Ram offense, and Baker, Baker went back to being Baker, right? The oh, Baker yeah. that we saw on Monday night was the Baker the people in Carolina witnessed all year. Yeah, that number jumped up to three at a couple of shops, including DraftKings. Denver laying three on the road at the Rams. That's a sandwich game on Christmas. And then the nightcap, you've get Brady McSorley. Just what love we it. were hoping for. Brady love McSorley. With Brady I mean, laying you know, in Bucks lane seven and a half here, Michael. I mean, that line jumped now. That line, I had yeah. that line. Now, you know, I, I, I mean, that line's all over the place. I, I don't know how to handicap Arizona because – Murray wasn't any good. McCoy's better, but he gets hurt. Now I got Trace McSorley. Oh, my. The NFL package is moving from DirecTV to YouTube TV. Coming up next, the guy that spearheaded the campaign, Will Hill. You know he's into programming. He's going to join us next here at Lombardi Line. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. 
Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, football fans, you can turn a loss into a win with the King of Sportsbooks. Just place a single first touchdown score prop on any Monday or Thursday night pro football game. That's tonight. If your bet loses, you're going to receive up to $25 in free bets. The offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app, sign up today, then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in Monday or Thursday night games. Remember, all season long at the King of Sportsbooks, 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Got to be 21 years or older. Okay, we got you back here. Michael Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher. We're going to head to Connecticut and say hi to our buddy Will Hill, of course, our teammate here on VEASAN. Can you fill us in? One, he's getting a head start on the Christmas shop, and he's going to go after his hit here, so good to get out in front of it. Two, speaking of get out in front of it, what about the weather? I was asking Michael, like in Connecticut, you're going to get hit tomorrow by this bomb cyclone, no? 
Well, it's actually going to be pretty warm today. Then it's going to go. It's going to have a huge drop sometime in the next 24 hours, where it goes from like 50, 55 degrees, which is extremely warm for this time of year, down into the 20s. So there's going to be a lot of ice. So ice is always the tricky thing. I, I think we're looking at a lot of ice, which makes it uh, which makes it tough. Yeah, and, and I mean it's not supposed to snow during the Patriot game on Saturday afternoon, so I don't know how that all is going to. But the wind, I think, will is the most important element here. This is a weekend that I think you'll cherish for the rest of your betting career because this could be a weekend where a lot of teams decide that punts aren't in play and every fourth down's in play. It's tough because you know, the field position in a game these, that are lo- these low scoring, you want to really – I know what you mean, and you might be right, and I would love it. I mean, there's nothing better. Just well, because here's home, why but. I say it. Here's why I say it. Field position – you know I love field position more than anybody. But if you're going to punt into the wind and gain five yards, aren't you better going for it on fourth right. down? Oh, you're preaching to the choir. You love you love field position. I love the ball. Like, uh, <laughs> like Tony tells AJ, the ball, AJ, the ball. I was going to say, we just entered the matrix where Will Hill and Michael Lombardi are talking about going for it on fourth down, but it's Michael leading the charge. This is something that sounds trite because we say it over and over, and that is having multiple outs and shopping for the best number. But let's go to Baltimore where, where, uh, Will, you and I were discussing during the breaks. DraftKings still hanging that seven and a half number out there. Even with Jackson laying seven and a half is risky with Baltimore at this point, but having that six, seven and a half out there where other books have adjusted to six and a half with whether it's Anthony Brown or Tyler Huntley, that's, that's a nice number. If you like Atlanta, that is uh that is the Christmas spirit by DraftKings. What is, what do you say? Lombardi do not pass. Go do not collect $200. Go right to the book and yeah. take the seven and a half because it doesn't look like Lamar is playing. Uh, if Lamar is playing, okay, it's a fair number. Huntley, that's not a fair number. If, God forbid, if Anthony Brown plays, I and mean, we were just talking about this off the air, Anthony Brown wasn't even good at college. He would throw the ball at Oregon. Be like, why are they letting him throw the ball? So yeah. if, it's, if it's Anthony Brown I, versus I Ritter, maybe that's an underplay, but you can't be laying seven, seven and a half with Anthony Brown. So uh, I would grab that seven and a half as soon as you could find it. You know, and, and you would say, okay, Baltimore's run defense is really good. Their weakness is their secondary. I agree. But this Atlanta team runs the ball on everybody. They ran it on Washington, right? I mean, like you can run the Atlanta runs the ball. This Arthur Smith does a great job of game planning the run. And Ritter will be better in week two, but the win's going to be a factor. But I think seven and a half because of the conditions and because you're neutralizing the best player on Baltimore's team, Tucker, how's he going to make kicks in this weather? The as I look at the board, your your Vikings are laying four, four and a half hosting the Giants. Is there anything else that stands out to you? I was actually noticing we have dipped a little love for Carolina, Michael Lombardi and Will Hill. Detroit, that number is dipped down to two and a half at a bunch of shops. Still three. If you do like Carolina, Will, any take on either of those two? Giants, Minnesota, Detroit, Carolina. Yeah, the over looks a little high for Detroit, Carolina, because Carolina can't move the ball really against anybody. They do play pretty good defense, although they didn't play good defense last week. They're inconsistent on defense, even though I think they have some talent. Detroit's run defense has gotten a lot better, and that's all Carolina can really do is run the ball. They don't really have any receivers. They got Darnold at quarterback. So Detroit now is pretty is decent on defense. It's weird. They're sort of feisty. They're good against the run. I think that'll be, you know, you get the Lions outdoors, away from home. They're not as good on offense. So I think that's like a, you know, a 20 to 14, 20 to 17 type of game. I think that that over is a little high. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, Carolina has struggled to play the defense that you think they're capable of playing. Yeah. 
you know, the, everybody, they have, like I was talking about on pod, Brian Burns is a really good player. But when you got Brian Burns, if he's a Pro Bowl player, which he got voted for, you know, you're not 25th in the league in third down defense. You're not, thir- you know, you're not low in, in sacks per play, which, Det- which Carolina is. And Detroit did a great job of blocking a very good front of the Jets last week and gave Goff time to throw it. Now, you know, and they've got other weapons. J.C. Horn is going to take one of the receivers out of the game. But they're going after all these other corners for Carolina, and that, and when they play man to man, I mean, I mean, there was no denying it. I mean, Pittsburgh was going after twenty eight from the first play of the game, and he didn't cover anybody the entire day. I will say, I think Detroit's the fourth best team in the NFC. I know that may, might be a little bit of a hot take, but after you get past San Francisco, Dallas, and Philly, I, Detroit's good. They're okay on defense. They're just stacked on offense. That's a good team, Patrick. Again, Zillow. He's got it minimized because he's constantly looking to move the family to Michigan, which is heartwarming for me. Will Hill, of course. Uh, weird game tonight, not just because of the rain and the wind, but Jacksonville and the Jets both need wins, right? This opened right around a pick We've seen a jump to Jets, Will, two and a half, yet BetMGM's reporting 70% of the bets on the Jags, 66% of the money on the Jags. So kind of a weird machination as far as the line movement and the money. Yeah, Jags much better at quarterback. Jets much better on defense, so sort of a toss-up game. I would lean towards the under. Maybe sometimes when the under gets this low, you just play the under through the player props, like Wilson under passing yards, I think, is 195.5. Lawrence, I think, is 212.5. Again, shop around because there's some variation there. But with the wind, the rain, I just think we see a a lot of running the ball here. It's dangerous to play under 37, 37.5 with Jacksonville secondary, but I, I do think the Jets will be conservative on offense. So I look for a close, low-scoring game. I would lean towards the under. If you're giving me points against Zach Wilson, I will just take the Jags. And uh, it's interesting now with, with the Jags and the Titans. There's four scenarios heading into Week 18 for the AFC South. Jags out by two games with one to play. Obviously, they're eliminated. The other three scenarios are exactly the same. Whether the Jags are up a game, down a game, or even, it really doesn't matter. Because as long as the Jags beat the Titans, whoever wins Week 18 is getting That's in. Correct. So uh, it's funny if yeah. the Jags win tonight and the Texans somehow beat the Titans, which look, it's not impossible. It, it doesn't mean anything for the Jags next week against Houston. No. It doesn't mean anything for the Titans against the Cowboys. So keep that in mind when you see the look-ahead lines Sunday. If the lines look a little funny, uh, the Jags. I don't know if they'd rest their starters, but it, it's certainly in play. It's sort of a weird, you know, scenario here where these teams are a game apart with three to play, and next week could mean nothing for both those teams. You know, it's funny you say that because last week I said this with the Saturday game, Baltimore playing Cleveland. I said that to me, I love Cincinnati last week because if Baltimore lost, Cincinnati was going to take full advantage. They were going to they were going to do whatever they had to do to win that game to gain that one get to win the South to win the North. This is different, right? So it does really the outcome of this game is meaningless as it relates to who's going to win the South. I mean, the South winner could be eight and nine, or then the South winner could be nine and eight. Yeah, you just need to split if you're Jacksonville and get a split from the Titans. Which look, Titans with Wills are probably going to lose to the Cowboys. If you're the Jags, you can figure you beat the Texans. Now you don't want to go and put yourself in that situation, but uh, you know the Jags—they're really their magic number is two over the next two weeks to just make Week 18 a division title game. And boy, it'd be interesting to see what that line would be. It depends on how Willis looks, but Jags will probably be three and a half, four point favorites if they can just get it to that point. Jags are in good shape here to win this division. Would you? You maybe you could flex a little bit. Some congratulations for you, didn't you? Tell us before the season started. You like ja- you like the Jags in division. Did you? Get I have that lots in? of bets on the Jags 
and the Panthers to win their division. If they both win it, uh, it, I'll be in good shape. So Jags are in good shape. We need to get the Panthers home. So, but lo- long way to go. Long way to go. It's uh, you know, we could be looking at some interesting games week 18. If the Packers could ever beat the Dolphins, could the Packers Lions be a playing game? If one of these other teams would trip up, uh, we get Bengals Ravens week 18, and then we get Jags Titans. So that'll be an interesting game. You know, decision what they flex into for that Sunday night football game week 18. I know Lombardi uh, always likes to hear my thoughts on those. Oh, yeah, I love it when he schedules games. I love that. I love how he got a kind of transition from working with the Lakers to scheduling television games to going back to fixing the Lakers and, and all that stuff. I mean, Jeannie Bush is probably going to go on her honeymoon. She may need you to be in there more than she ever is. Yeah, well, unless they hire a doctor to keep Anthony Davis healthy, I don't know, I don't know how much help I'm going to be. And congratulations on moving the deal from DirecTV to YouTube. Do you have any thoughts, yes. Mr. Programmer? That's interesting. What are what are the repercussions? I saw the headline. I didn't read too much about that. What? It, it, so we're gonna have to basically cancel Directv now. <laughs> well, yeah, probably, I, well, I mean, I would not buy stock in Directv. I really I don't. I mean, one of the things is nobody wants that big satellite in front of their house. I mean, I almost right. got it, and the guy said, "I got to put it over here. I don't want it there. You know, it's the only place it goes. Well, I don't want it there. Like, I'm not. Like, I, I think that's a problem. And now you can stream it." You know, the one thing I, I get the I get it now through streaming, but to me it's challenging because it's always two plays behind. I think YouTube will fix that. Yeah, the, delay, the weather the, too, the, the wind, the rain, it's bad. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, so thirty six and a half, thirty seven. If you're gonna play that total, you'd go under. If you're gonna play the side, you would take with Jacksonville. Yes. Maybe you could buy it up to three. That thing creeping up to two and a half is interesting. Will Hill, good luck with the shopping today, and be safe with the weather. Thank you very much. Thanks, Will. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. See you. Okay, big hour coming up with Samich and Palm. Next, we'll dive into Jacksonville at the Jets. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I've 
play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast.